Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. At my next appointment with Dr. Greybeard, I told him about the session with Dr. Binana. Dr. Greybeard said, This sounds good, Anne. I think he might really be able to help you if you let him. And I knew of your issues with mental acuity when I recommended him. And just so you know, Dr. Binana may not be an octopus, but he's not a snail either. I just sat there, trying not to say anything, and trying to take the snail comment with a grain of salt and pace myself so my brain wouldn't spiral out or get suckered into making puns about my new therapist. Dr. Greybridge said, Wow, look at you. You've already improved. I know you are thinking about puns right now, but you are holding them inside and not discharging them. I said, I am really trying. Greybridge said, Banana called me and told me puns are a coping mechanism for you and how hard it is for you to sit with a bunch of ripe puns, like low-hanging fruit, and not let them slip. This is really hard work, Anne. Daylight come and you want to go home. But it takes time to peel away avoidance techniques. I'm really proud of you for making a healthy choice. I sat there not speaking, and he said, You're thinking of puns, aren't you? And I said, Yes, yes I am. Dr. Greybeard said, It's okay. You're still a little green. You'll get it. He asked me if I had my next appointment set up with Dr. Binana. I told him I had talked to Mr. Tallyman in reception, and he'd said, Yes, we have no appointments. We have no Binana today. Tallyman said Binana had split, but maybe I could see him on a Sunday. that slugs refer to snails as semi-slugs? I looked it up, and I told Dr. B at our next session, really? Because they have a shell and you don't. Dr. B said, we evolved from snails. Snails are like our rhesus monkeys. Lots of love there. We are Sharon and Karen. But what can I tell you, Anne? We've moved on. I said, come on. Shells are awesome. If I had the choice to be a snail or a slug... I would be a snail. And don't give me any of that therapy waiting room seagull poster bullshit about how you finally came out of your shell. A shell is ready protection when and where you need it. Dr. B said, this sounds like fear-based living to me. Shells are heavy and cumbersome. Shells can protect you from predators, sure. But doesn't a shell also keep out love? I said, what? You're crazy. Who wouldn't want a shell? It's beautiful and functional. It's a tiny house. It's the polished aluminum Airstream trailer of the gastropods. You know what I think? I think you're jealous. Snails are one of the most doodled shapes during boring classes and bad phone calls the world over. Who doodles a slug? Nobody. Why do I even listen to you? You don't even have a shell, snail hater. Dr. Nana looked at me, or rather did that thing with his antennae, and said, I sense that you feel really strongly about this. Look, I'm not saying that nothing was lost when we evolved, but a snail shell requires enormous energy to grow and maintain, energy that could be spent on other things. I said, like what? Books and literature? Dr. B pointed out that on average, slugs live longer, move faster, and are bigger. (laughs) As if size matters. Ugh, he would say that. 
I said, okay, fine, but if slow is where I need to be, maybe I should be talking to a snail instead of some shell-hating, glow-in-the-dark, yellow, neon herbivore who's like, yoo-hoo, predators over here. Dude, I mean, I think it's great you're putting yourself out there, but don't you worry about getting eaten by, like, everything? Dr. B asked if I was worried that something was going to eat him during my treatment and disrupt our therapy, and I totally started crying, you know, because I think he was right. I don't want to trust somebody and then have them be eaten by a raccoon or a snake. I mean, where does that leave me? I know it's worse for the person getting eaten, but still, I feel like maybe I would feel safer working with a shelled gastropod. I said, if I'm going to open myself up and trust someone, I need to know that they're going to be there for me. Dr. B handed me some Kleenex, which was kind of awkward because it stuck to his slime and I had to pull it off of him. And I don't know how to say this without being gross, but it kind of felt used, like someone had already used it, like blow their nose on. And I said thanks and put the tissue on the end table. And he didn't see me do that, right? Because he doesn't have any eyes, right? So I wiped my nose on my sleeve and was feeling way too emotional. Dr. B asked me to sit with my feelings for a few minutes and just try and feel my feelings and just not close myself off to my feelings. Dr. Nana said, good, and just stay open to your feelings and be with them. <sighs> my therapist triggers my issues, then offers me hygienic tissues. Dude, they're covered in mucus. What have you got in those hookahs? Bless you, but I don't want your hatchews. Bad Anne, you misjudge and abuse. Different phyla secrete different views. Relax, take it slow. You can't truly know a slug till you've stood in his ooze. And it's true, right? We can't judge. I don't know what it's like to be a slug. And I thought, Anne, where's all this hostility towards Dr. B coming from? He's just a slug. Give him a break. And then I realized, whoa, I'm in love with him. I'm in love with Dr. Benina. Um, of course, this must be love because we hurt the ones we love, right? And that makes sense, right? Wait, I'm in a happy, stable marriage with the man I love, and we have a lot of kids. But suddenly, I can no longer deny my feelings for my therapist. And I just sat there, floating on air. I couldn't even look at him. I was delirious. So I looked instead at the offending Kleenex on the end table, still glistening in the energy-saving bulb glow of the lamp, and I saw it as the gift that it was. It was B sharing a part of himself with me. And while it still seemed pretty gross, I was profoundly touched and shed a tear. B said, how are you feeling now? And I said to myself, stop, Anne. Don't say anything. This is a professional relationship. Nothing can happen between you two until after your treatment has finished and an appropriate period of time has passed. So I said, I love you. I love you. I understand now why you gave me that Kleenex. And my answer is yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. I love you too. Holy and passionately. I see that now. I have always loved you and only you. Our relationship is the culmination of every longing in my life. I will never leave you. Dr. B said, that's all we have time for today. 
Check with Mr. Tallyman on your way out and be sure to set up another appointment next week. I closed my eyes and nodded slowly, thinking, of course he would say that. Our love is strong and will last forever. And then, with my eyes still closed, I smiled. Not my normal smile. I smiled a type colon, followed by a close parenthesis, an emoji smile, an emoticon. For the first time in my life, I was in touch with my emotional world. Not only was my therapist my true love, he was also a genius. He had cured me in two sessions. Except that I'm married and love my husband. I said in a whispery voice, Goodbye for now. And left. I winked at Dr. Tallyman when he booked my next visit. The Furthermore Soggy is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth, and edited and produced by me, Sophia Coleman. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week.